Welcome to Energy Efficiency Markets Podcast, where we provide news and analysis about energy efficiency, markets, and trends. This is Lisa Cohn. Today I'm here with Frederick Larson, CEO Larson Energy Branding, and we're talking to him in Iceland. Um, his company is Europe's first branding consultant focusing only on the energy market, and he believes he's the first CEO in the world to get a PhD in the field. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com. Hi, Frederick. Thanks for joining me. Hi. My pleasure. So now, um, the information that you sent me is your goal is to introduce the importance of branding to the energy sector um, because it's very obviously uh, relevant today. So tell me a little bit about your company and what you do. Yeah, well, first about the topic of energy branding. The, it's a kind of, well, it's a new topic, of course. And the way I decided to devote my PhD to it several years ago, eight years ago, I started the PhD because it was quite obvious to me where energy markets were headed. Desperately looking at the telecoms, we could see that you know they would head towards the branding road. And actually, uh, at one stage in the telecom history, branding trumped engineering, as they say. And I believe this will happen also in energy. So, uh, so you're so saying that in telecom, at one point, um, branding was more important in that industry than engineering. Yes. Huh. Uh, it does, it's not to say that engineering is not important. It's just to say that when you have a customer-driven focus, you need to conduct your business in a different way, in a, in a different philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you focusing mostly on, like, who, who could help most? Any company that's selling something related to energy? Excuse me? Who, who well, well, so, who, so who needs energy branding? What, what types of companies? Oh, good question. Uh, Obviously, the companies selling energy and the ones that I work, uh, we at Larsen work mostly with are the utilities, Mm -hmm. the the ones who at one point didn't have to use any kind of marketing and branding. And for them, uh, many of them understand it, but there's a lot of uh, friction within the companies just to get the you know, just to get the mechanics of people in the, within the company to understand why they need it. So it's, a, it's kind of a tough inside sell. So the utilities needed, and also the, the newcomers coming in and uh, trying to take a market of those old utilities. Mm-hmm. And we work with clients in different countries, and what we find actually is quite inter- interesting that uh, it, it, it matters where in the cur- liberalization curves the country is, but in many ways, consumers are identical. A lot of them, they want the same things from the energy company, you know, in many respects. So uh, there's points of parity, points of difference. Points of parity, they want this to be, they want to be reliable, obviously, and they want to, them to be socially responsible, sustainable, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And that's a given. It needs to be a given for an energy company. But then you have points of difference where you start to differentiate yourself in any way. Just the regular branding, uh, regular branding methods. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you give me an example of someone who does a good job of branding? Uh, a company, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 
in the states, Duke Energy, Duke Energy gives, does a really good job. Mm -hmm. I would say. Can, can you say why? They understand the connection to people, mm -hmm. and they were, I would say, I think they were the first uh, company that actually decided to how to say it in English. They were the first company that. Uh, decided that the environment was their well, I don't know how to say it, sorry in English, but they took, they stood grounds with the environment. Mm -hmm. So they started to sell green and they started to segment the market and to see this, the energy consumer is not, does not have only one face. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of segments there. They have different opinions and views towards what kind of energy they want. Mm -hmm. So that would be the US. I would say RWE is doing a really good job in Europe right now. RWE? Yeah. They are, they are a German company and they are operating in a lot of places in Europe and they have actually different brands in different places. Mm -hmm. And For example, and they, they own Anpower in the UK. So they do a good job too because they understand where the market is going and they actually claim that they want to be the next Uber, Uber of energy. Uber, uh -huh. yeah, Uber, Uber yeah. Uh -huh. So that's kind of a ras radical thing to say for an energy company. And I think it's quite cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, so I assume that means, um, uh, what do you think that means, wanting to, be, wanting to be the next Uber of energy? I'm trying to... Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, I, I, of course, I, I don't know exactly what they mean by it, but they, they are aiming to be not just a company supplying you with uh, energy. Mm -hmm. They are an open source system. They are... Uh, giving you energy to do what you need to do with it to mm -hmm. you know to run your world and there's an, an open source in that sense like uber uber is a it's not a regular taxi company it's something else and they want to be something else mm -hmm. not just a traditional utility mm -hmm. which a lot of people actually don't like they don't like the idea of the utilities and, and a lot of people actually dislike dislike utilities mm -hmm. just as a matter of fact uh, um so what are you telling, so if, if the utilities are most of your clients right now, what kind of tips are you giving them? Obviously, you want to be consumer f focused. You want, to, you, want to, you want the utilities to come into the real world of, of today and everything that that in, entails. Um, can you be more specific? Well, I, I actually, uh, it would be kind of uh, unprofessional of me to say that one size fits all because it is country specific. I'd, I'd say to them that all the consumer research point towards certain things mm -hmm. that you must be, as I said in the beginning, uh, and you also need to know your own segments mm -hmm. and not only the segments that you have today, you also need to know the next generation coming and, and generation X, for example, those who are now in college and will soon be having more purchasing power, those generations are all a lot greener and more idealistic than my generation, for example. Mm -hmm. And they will be demanding uh, more, their energy company to be more opaque. Mm -hmm. to, they need them to be, they want them to be more real about preserving the environment mm -hmm. and selling real green options, not attempting to greenwash. So this is something that you must do, but in Certain countries, they are not ready for this yet. For example, let's take an example of an Eastern, Europe, Eastern European country like Poland. Mm -hmm. They are just not there yet, although the neighbor Germany is. 
-hmm. So just by stepping over the border, you will have a different, totally different mentality. Mm -hmm. so, don't, so one size does not fit all, mm -hmm. but you must research your own customer base. You must research the identity of your company and what image people have of it. And then try to come up with a brand strategy that you know works. Mm -hmm. But this is quite—it's tailor-made in all, all circumstances. Mm -hmm. So now let's get down to the nitty-gritty of branding, because that's a word that can be kind of, you know, whoosh, it's kind of hard sometimes to um, understand exactly what that means. So does branding? Does it include um, social media and marketing and public relations? Um, you know, if you were to say, I want you to um, focus on the, the next generation of environmentalists, um, how do you go about doing that? Well, it's actually two questions. The first one, what is a brand? Yeah. A brand is only, with the, with, with, often I explain this by talking about the tip of the iceberg. And what we see as consumers, we will see maybe just a logo or some kind of a visual representation of what the company stands for. But branding is basically adding a whole lot of tangible and dimensions, tangible and intangible dimensions into a particular product. So it's a product plus. You're adding a dimension to something to make it appeal to people mm -hmm. because you want to position your brand mm -hmm. to have a place in certain consumers' mind, not all, your segment, your target group. Mm -hmm. So this is the, this is the most important thing, mm -hmm. and uh, and if you and the second part of the question with uh, how to talk to the next generation of uh, of environmentalists, well, in some cases you can't. Mm -hmm. In the in the case if you if you don't have if your manufacturing uh, doesn't uh, of your production of energy doesn't allow you to be carbon neutral or green or whatever you. Just you cannot talk to this segment. Mm -hmm. That's just the fact. Mm -hmm. And you can't greenwash and tell them that. Uh, and you can't fake or anything. Mm -hmm. You just have to be genuine, and you have to be honest about it. Mm -hmm. And although you can't, and, and it's a it's a matter of a fact that we burn fossil fuels and we burn coal, and we have to do it at this point in time. Mm -hmm. But you also can do. You can also be environmental in that respect. You can also use the newest technology mm -hmm. and for the carbon to carbon offset whatever you do you can try to do something environmental plant trees etc etc mm -hmm. so you can approach them but there's a huge uh, leeway there actually so there's a, actually there's a lot of um, error there's a lot of big margin to green was mm -hmm. if you if you plant 100,000 trees are you green if you pollute more so it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky question actually but to be a good brand that's mm -hmm. going to survive next year and in 10 years and 20 years, you have to be honest mm -hmm. and you have to work your image from your own identity, what you are. This mm -hmm. is what I would say, actually. Well, that's a really interesting uh, thought. Work your image from your own identity and don't try to be something you're not. Yeah. Um, Just think of it as a, as a person. We couldn't get away with it. We would be schizophrenic if this wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. The same thing is for brand. And brands are consistent. You're not a scientist in a white jacket one day and then the comedian the day after. You have to be really consistent. Mm -hmm. um, so what are, what are utilities or, or what are energy companies doing wrong? That's probably not branding at all, correct? Well, there's a lot of them doing a good job in branding. And, uh, but in, in many cases, we find that 
they don't they they know that they are not appealing to customers they know that but the way they go about changing it is sometimes wrong because you can't if you're perceived negatively you have to understand why people are perceiving you negatively mm -hmm. so before you build up a brand image in the long run you have to neutralize the negativity mm -hmm. and some in some cases many of them take to they jump a bit too fast they try to brand them into something that they are uh, when they first have to neutralize all the 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 black noise on the market mm -hmm. if you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. i mean if you if 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 we smell bad, we'll take a shower and we clean and it takes time and then we put on our perfumes. <laughs> you just, if, you, if you put on your perfumes right away, it's not really going to work, although you might smell better temporarily. Mm -hmm. I know this is a kind of a childish analogy, but it's still <laughs> true. They have to do it. Um, so you're saying that in, in order to be... <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> they have to be themselves, but if they're going to be appealing, they may have to change, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, yes. They, they need to think about them in a different way and they have to be really and it always comes back to this identity and image if you don't understand what if you don't understand what you are and you think about you're something else than the general public public does you will not succeed there, will, there, you, there needs to be a maximum overlap between the image of the public and the identity of the company and that can take a long time to change mm -hmm. um, that's interesting um yeah, so they may they may just have to. Sometimes you have to tell them you need to change. You need to be more appealing, and then we're gonna then we're gonna put you out there. Um, yeah, yeah. Last question: What do you see as the role of, of social media? How important is it? It's uh, um, uh, firstly, it's very it's it's very important, but it is as it's perhaps not as important as people make it out to be. You can't be only on social media. It's just part of the marketing mix. And if you, but now in the year 2015 and perhaps at the end of the, of the of the last year, we are first starting to see some revolutionary differences in social media. Mm -hmm. it, it is changing fast, and at some point in time, it will be the most important uh, uh, way to the market. But now, in dif dif depending on countries, it's not the most important one. For example, in in some places in Northern Europe, for example, and television is still the strongest media. Hmm. So. So are you gonna? So you can't just skip it. Mm -hmm. For example, just Iceland. For if you take that for example, uh, even newspapers are quite strong, like printed newspapers. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. this is changing, of course. Mm -hmm. But social media is important, but it's not the as important as people make it out to be. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just one of many factors. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, I find that um, you know, getting on TV and being in the newspaper, it always gives companies credibility. That just doesn't ever that doesn't seem to go away. Fair yeah, to say. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it gives people. Yeah. I, I think if you get you know a little TV clip or if you're in the newspaper, uh, not not advertising, but if somebody comes to you and does a story about you. Oh then, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. That's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that gives you a lot of credibility. You know, yeah. still in today's world of social media. Yeah, because uh, we are we are not as simple as some people think we are as consumers. We know that when we see advertising, it's a, someone is trying to get to us and paying someone else to, to get to us. But with PR and you know all that public relations thing, it's it does reach a lot of people that don't get uh, don't buy advertising. So it's mm -hmm. true. You're right. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess to summarize, I think your message is that number one, um, 
you have to be yourself. And if you're not very appealing, you may have to change. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you um, you really need to project a very sincere, honest, and consistent image. Very good. Good song. Um, and in today's world of you know of environmentalism, it's not a bad idea to be green. Is that a no. f fair thing to say? It is. Uh, it's a fair thing. To, it's a fair thing to say. But maybe uh, green is a vague concept because people con con they confuse green with sustainability. They don't really or corporate social responsibility. They don't really know the difference. So green can be a lot about a lot of things. Being sustainable can also be treat your workers well or. Or, or use the the best cutting edge technology to reduce your carbon off footprints. Or so it, it's a lot of ways that it can actually be green. You don't have to be just selling energy from renewables or or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, you, that's a good sum up. And also, but it, other than utilities, there there must be there's a lot of other companies. There's companies that sell energy efficiency. Um, there's companies that are not utilities that are selling energy. So there's a ton of a ton of players in this space who could benefit from your advice. Yes, I think so. Actually, when we started, we thought we we aimed at only the utilities. We only wanted to work with utilities, but we are getting more and more requests from from related parties, and we also now work with distribu distribution companies and and the, the companies that you mentioned that are associated. It's, it's basically the same principle, of course. Mm -hmm. And I assume that you're seeing that people are understanding the need of it and coming to you. Yeah, and when I and actually, what, what since we're talking, uh, the company is actually hosting the world's first energy branding conference in Iceland next year, mm -hmm. and we've already recruited a, you know, for example, Kevin and Keller, which is the most famous branding guy alive. He'll be there. Mm -hmm. And we have some other professors from the state in Europe, and we have a lot of uh, CEOs from the industry. So then, then we are going to try to change it. This, this is supposed to be a game-changing event where we try to show the the industry the benefits of branding, and we are quite we're looking forward to see what happens there. Um, now, how will people find more about you? What do you have a website? Yeah, they can find about, well, uh, they, LarsenEnergyBranding.com is the, my company, something about me there. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, www.branding.energy is the uh, conference. And just my name, I'm, Google doesn't hide, can't, doesn't hide anyone. I'm just there, available, available for anyone. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been really nice talking to you. Nice and, talking to you. All right. Thanks a lot. And take care. Bye-bye. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com.